Hello, and welcome to the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast, the place to go for analysis of last week's Magic Games and insight on the future of the franchise from the perspective of real fans. I'm Cole, and on the phone from Philly is Ian, and let's jump right into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Whiteboard Basketball Podcast, our first ever episode live from Charlotte, North Carolina, in here in Ian's apartment. Very excited to be here, you know, getting out of town out of my apartment with no air conditioning to come out here and watch a little bit of the uh, Rising Stars game. You know, love the competitive nature of the players. You know, <laughs> they really poured their heart and soul into this game, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, you know that dunk contest for those last three minutes that took a lot out of them. Absolutely you know? incredible. Yeah. So anyway, let's just go ahead and jump into it here. We've got uh, the Orlando Magic currently on the All-Star break. Of course, absolutely nobody from the team being represented this weekend whatsoever. <laughs> Great time to get a nice rest. Sitting in at 24-31, and 31, about two games back of the Brooklyn Nets for the seventh seed, and a comfortable three-game lead over the Washington Wizards. Not really sweating anything there. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into some of our positive takeaways for the season. I'm going to turn it over to you, Ian. Most positive takeaway of of the season at this point in the season is that we're on the All-Star break, so we cannot lose to the New York Knicks again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is the most positive part of where we are in this season, is that currently... Today, tomorrow, or Monday, we cannot lose to the New York Knicks or the Atlanta Hawks again. That's the most positive thing I have for the season. Um, Also, the most positive thing I have for the season is that Steve Nash looks phenomenal on All-Star Friday night here when him... And the two other Magic slash Suns players who decided that they wanted nothing to do with Orlando but gave their heart and soul to the city of Phoenix in Grant Hill and Channing Frye. Um, Those guys, you know, being just as worthless as ever uh, in Orlando, got to give them real props to being awesome for the Suns. So that's that's my big takeaway. Uh, that's the positive part of the season. Now let's get into the to the negative parts. I think the negative part is basically everything else. And I told Cole before we came on, I'm going to rant for five minutes. So let's see where we go. Right. So here's the thing. So making the playoffs this year does not mean that this that this season is is a success. Right. A success is moving forward. Right. Now again, growth is not linear. But here's the thing. If we bring Evan Fournier back, okay, if we bring Evan Fournier back, I'm never, like, I'm just not even going to acknowledge the existence of the Orlando Magic, let alone the Atlanta City, uh, or the Orlando City uh, uh, soccer. That's just collateral damage, but they suck too, right? So, if we bring Evan Fournier back, I'm done, right? If we don't explore trades for Vooch, I'm done. Here's the thing. I like Vooch as a player. Had he not been injured and had his production or his his productivity, right, not sucked as bad as it, as it has this year, I think he's actually putting up half-decent numbers for 
you know, potentially another all-star bid, right? I, I think that an argument could have been made given better um, shooting percentage and given better um, free, I mean, given better percentages, um, you know, and if he hadn't gotten injured, I think he would have been a, a two-time all-star this year. I think that, uh, you know, the injuries have really hurt the magic. So, you know, that's never a, a positive. I, 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 you know, I mean, I guess the one positive out of, out of the injuries is that we've gotten to see that Mo Bamba doesn't suck as bad as we thought he did. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of the big, you know, it's one of the big takeaways here. But my point is, right. I think that, um, you know, headed into the headed into the off season, and Cole, if you can't tell me, my focus is already there. Right? Is we, you know, we need to consider turning this team over to the young guys. Look, I, you know, is Aaron Gordon going to be an all star? No, probably not. Is he ever going to be a dunk contest champion? I, I don't know. Right? I mean, it's him and him and Dwight Howard tomorrow night. So, like, I mean, how much worse could the damn dunk contest get? Um. You know, and Zach Levine's probably going to sh- show up and steal the show anyway. Um, but whatever. But my point is, that, you know, I think um, I, 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 I think that we need to turn this team over to Isaac, Gordon, and Fultz. And let's just see what happens, right? If we finish 15th in the Eastern Conference next year, because we have turned the team over to Fultz, Isaac, Bamba, and Gordon, and the four of those guys just shit the bed, I will be so much happier with that than I will with another, like, seven, eight, nine seed where I have to watch, like, Vooch and Fournier, right? Like, you know, pretend like it's a freaking seesaw, and they're the only two people in the world giving the ball back and forth to each other, just like on the freaking seesaw, you know? Goes up to one side, down the other. Like, the two of them act like they're the only two people on the freaking floor when they're out there together. So, I mean, I pray, personally, I, I want to see somebody give, and Jesus Christ, Terrence Ross, dude. My God, that, that production. I mean, look, I, can, can we just give Terrence Ross the rest of his money and send him back to Canada? Like, legitimately, I, I'm just, I'm disgusted with the season. Making the playoffs is not a success, right? Success is making progress, something we have done none of. Um, I think Fultz is a bright spot. I do think Jonathan Isaac is a bright spot. I think he would have been definitely, um, well, I mean, he's not eligible, but I think he, I mean, I think he should have been a rising star challenge last year. But, I mean, I think he potentially could have gotten, you know, some looks at an all-star bid this year. I don't think he would have gotten it, but. I think that would have been considered, right, if he was if he was healthy, um, you know. So uh, there there are bright spots. Yeah, I would take a a fully healthy Ji from this year. I'd take over Sabonis any day of the week. You know, I mean, I don't know in terms of All Star game. You know, I think people like the stats of Sabonis, but I think in terms of being a piece of a winning team, Jonathan Isaac is more of an impact player, you know? I think if if you had the opportunity to trade J.I. for Sabonis straight up, I think the Pacers take that every day of the week. I you oh, know? I, oh, I completely agree. Look, I sat on the floor for the Magic—I'm uh, sorry, the, 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 the Hornets-Pacers uh, game 
few months ago. And we're sitting on the floor. My, my, my buddy, who admittedly is not a huge basketball fan, but a basketball fan nonetheless. Sabonis so is out there and he's like flailing around or whatever. And my buddy goes, wow, this dude really sucks. And then two months later, and again, my buddy doesn't know a ton about basketball. So there's, there's that. But someone who doesn't know a ton about basketball thinks Sabonis sucks. And then two months later, he's on the All-Star team, right? I think there's some questionable statistics going on there. Um, you know, I, I want to kind of kind of spread out tonight's uh, tonight's episode here. I, I want to kind of recover or uh, uh, um, talk about the trade deadline. Not that the Magic made a single move. Um, you know, the, look, I know I, I know they made a move. I'm not that bad of a fan. I'm just not acknowledging the existence of whatever his name is. James I don't even know Ennis. James Ennis, right? Um, because it wasn't what I wanted. I mean, legitimately, I would have rather traded. Uh, I was really hoping we were going to trade Evan Fournier for a pack of chewing gum and a one-way ticket out of Orlando. Um, but, you know, sometimes we're not that lucky. To me, I, I don't mind the James Ennis pickup. You know, we need some guys to come off the bench and give us some minutes. You know, this year he's putting in, you know, 15 minutes a game so far in the first two games. A career 36% three-point shooter. A guy with a, a long wingspan, so you know the front office loves him. You know, yep. that's probably the only thing they looked at, you know. <laughs> yeah, capable defensive player. Is he an elite defensive player? Absolutely not. You know, is he bad on defense? Absolutely not. He, he puts in a solid effort out there every day, you know. He puts in – you're not going to get 25 quality minutes out of him, you know. 20 minutes is a stretch, but 15 quality minutes – is what he can give you, and that's really what we need here this season. Uh, you know, we've just got some of the bottom-of-the-barrel guys out there, you know, playing significant minutes for us, and I really feel like James Ennis, he just kind of gives us a little bit of breathing room, you know? He gives you a few minutes of competent forward play. Oh, he gives you a few minutes of competent forward play, so you're not looking at the lineups on the floor and going like, you know, holy shit, we've got like Vic Law and <laughs> Wundu and Gary Clark and, you know, Fournier and like Ross out there, you know, and you're like, you know, this is a team that's going to get absolutely blown off the floor in, in two minutes, you know, we're going to be a minus 10. And you're just praying, you know, waiting for somebody else to come back in. You know, and then we make, and then you, you know, you hear the buzzer and you see somebody checking in. You're like, oh, who's checking in? And it's like, oh, it's Aaron Gordon having the worst season of his whole career, you know? And there's just no break. <laughs> yeah. It's just brutal lineup after brutal lineup. And, you know, when you've got the James Ennis out there, you know, it is he doing anything crazy? You know, is he stuffing the stat sheet? Absolutely not. But he's playing competent defense. When he's got an open three, he's going to knock it down. And he's going to play smart, you know. He knows what his role is. He's not going out there, jacking the ball up, yep. throwing it at the rim like Terrence Ross does sometimes. He's going to go out there. He's going to stand in the corner. He's going to hit his open three. He's going to play defense. He's going to pass the ball. And that's really what we need. That's all we can ask for. And we basically got him for nothing. So I think it's a nice pickup. What I'd like to see, you know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a couple guys like that. Yes. But there's still a buyout market. I'd like to see us pick up one guy on the buyout market. But 
just, you know, scaling it for your expectations for the Orlando Magic, it really wasn't that bad of a trade deadline for me. No, no, look, I don't think it was a bad trade deadline. What I'm saying is, if we give Fournier arguably the worst contract in the NBA oh. a second time... <laughs> oh, you okay. mean, re-sign him again, right? Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah. right. He's not on a bad contract. No, 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 no. But at the time, right, you know, I mean, at the time, I didn't like that contract, right? At the time, Moz... Well, okay, so hang on. So at the time, Mozgov was on 16, right? But but here here's the deal, okay? Mozgov was on 16, but Mozgov was on 16 coming off of an NBA championship. Right? So, and say what you want about Mozgov, that dude, by the way, Aaron Gordon, 46% win probability in the slam dunk contest tomorrow night this, uh, against D. Jones Jr., Dwight Howard. D. Jones, Pat Connaughton. And yeah, Connaughton, I've never, I've never even heard of him. Right? Oh, he's the guy where um, in the... What the fuck is the thing where they do all the tests? Combine? The combine, yeah. He went to the combine and do the vertical. Well, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have people stand on their tiptoes and reach up as high as they can uh-huh. and kind of put the mark there. And then when you do the vertical, they measure between the absolute max reach on your tiptoes and the vertical to see what your <laughs> vertical is. Okay. But they didn't do that. They had him stand flat-footed and just kind of like stick his hand up in the air. So he had, you know, like a like a fifty inch vertical or something like that, and everybody was going crazy because they thought he was like so unbelievably athletic. And I mean, he is pretty athletic, but like no one on the earth has a fifty inch vertical, you know. <laughs> so that was kind of like a thing where people thought he was like an unbelievable athlete, but like really he's just a regularly good athlete. But that's kind of what yeah. I know him from. I don't know anything about him in terms of basketball. I, yeah, never even heard of the guy. Um, no, but I mean, all right. So here's the thing. So I think, um, you know, I think. Uh, what, what, what were we talking about? Oh, we we're talking about Gordon and, and 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 the team and something else about that. Where was that? Where was I? The going? dunk contest you were talking about. You were reading up the yeah, dunk, no, no, dunk no, contest, but, guys. no, but before that, I had a point. You know, guys, we are so happy that you listen to this shit because this is so high quality. (laughs) By the way, not a single bit of this part is going to be edited out in the episode. (laughs) You have to to assume, you know, if if our listeners, you guys out there, are watching the Orlando Magic play basketball, you know, you don't exactly have the highest expectations (laughs) for production quality, you know? I mean... We've just got a couple of guys lonely on Valentine's Day. (laughs) 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 Just sitting on the couch, drinking a couple drinks, you know. Went out to the Chinese place, you know. Got whatever we got. A couple of drinks. Watching whatever they call this display of of, 
of, you know, shooting the ball through a hoop. You know, I don't know if he can even call a basketball. This tries a Stars game, you know, and, and the big names out there, too. I mean, I was blown away. Colin Sexton, <laughs> you know, Miles Bridges. Wow. That's Miles Bridges winning the MVP. <laughs> Look, here's yeah, the deal. I've, I've been to six, six Hornets games so far this year. Okay. For three of them, I have sat in a box seat. The other three, I have sat on the floor. Okay? I didn't know Miles Bridges existed. Right? I mean, I saw jerseys. But but I, I, I didn't know who... Like, I had never... Because I had never seen him on the floor. I didn't know he played. You know, yeah. any, any credibility, dude. Any credibility Whoa. that, that we, we've built up with our fan base is just going out the window. But Miles Bridges, this is a big-time player. This is a guy they drafted in front of Donovan Mitchell, you know? So you know he has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the yeah. Magic took Mario Hizonia over Devin Booker, so, you oh, know. Alright, well, you know, I'm going to have to get another drink before we move on. <laughs> he said we are going to stick to the positive until we get to the second drink. Here we are jumping in with a friggin' Mario Azonia take here. I mean, Jesus Christ, tone that down. I'm gonna need a, a, two or three more before we can get into that type of stuff. Oh my God! Look, man, here's the deal. Okay, that's a that's a former era. All right, the Weltman era is upon us. I gotta give Weltman. Well, look, here's the thing. Okay. I think Weltman, honest to God, and look, we are all over the place. So at some point, you know, we've been talking, we've been rambling for 15 minutes already, right? At some point in the next four or five minutes, we're going to get on track and actually talk about some real shit. But I'm glad that you guys are still listening through all this comedy that we are, because we are damn funny. So here's the thing, right? So, so, you know, I think Weltman and Hammond are big believers in internal development. And I think Weltman and Hammond are kind of doing the right thing in terms of let's just give these guys some consistency and see if they can freaking win. Right? Like, let's legitimately, let's just see if these guys can win. Because, so the Ringer, which is now, by the way, which is now owned by Spotify. Yeah. Which I think is crazy, but good purchase on their part. On on their part, right? The the ringer came out the very very critical article of the Orlando Magic in the last few weeks, talking about how the Magic have basically misused Aaron Gordon his entire career. I I, I could not agree more with that because here's the thing. All right, here's the deal. Gordon is a cutter. Gordon is a slasher. They've been playing him out of position basically since they drafted him, right? I think that, you know, I think that that, that Gordon could be an all-star in, in a different system. Now, here's the Gordon will never be an all-star in Orlando, and that's why I think what Aaron Gordon needs for his sake is is a one-way ticket out. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that I want him to leave because I don't like him as a player. I think he's a nice player, right? But I I want him out because I want him to realize 
bigger and better things, right? Ba basically, I want to see us trade Fournier and Vooch uh, at, at, the, at the draft, right? And I want to give Aaron Gordon one year, two, maybe, maybe two, maybe I give him two years. He's only 24, right? Give him two years of, okay, here's the ball. You, Mo Bamba, uh, Jonathan Isaac, and uh, Fultz, you four on the team. Let's see what you can do, right? It would be interesting, okay? I mean, it just, if nothing else, it would just be interesting. Now, you know, I think changes, uh, look, I, I don't think it's any, any, I don't think there's any question that changes are coming to this roster. I, I, I do think that, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that Welton and Hammond have given this team three years, right? First year, your real coach wasn't in place. So I'm not blaming them for the first year, right? Last year, they made the playoffs, and the team <coughs> looked okay. The team had that fiery edge to them. I mean, we were like, what, the second or third best team in the second half? And we closed yeah. on that run? Yeah, 22-9 and nine run to end the season, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think this year's team, and this is the saddest part, Philip Rossman Reich said this on um, – on uh, Locked On Magic, and I, I love Philip. Um, you know, great guy, great, great, uh, great author. Um, you know, great correspondent. I, I really like him. I really respect a lot of what he says. Right, but you know, he said this, and and so I mean, Steve Clifford said this as well in his press conference. This team does not have that fiery, like we are not going down mentality, yeah. like last year's team did, and that's the big problem. You know. But, but Philip said the next point that I'm about to make, and, and I truly agree. I believe this year's team is better than last year's team, right? So I do believe there is some development going on. I, I think between the injuries and the fact that, you know, I, I legitimately think these guys are like, ah, we're in the playoffs, so fuck it, right? If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. You know, I mean – this team fights, don't get me wrong, but the rebounding sucks, and they fight until they're like, ah, you know what, it's whatever, right? How many times this season compared to last season did have you seen them give up on games in the last minute and a half, right? We have legitimately tried to lose games this season, right? The Knicks game, the both Hawks games that we lost. Uh, the one at the very beginning of the season, and then the one and the at, one with no Trey Young that we still managed to right exactly lose. right. So we we I think we're getting to this point where we're like, oh, we're in the playoffs, we are good, right? So these guys are just saying, oh, all right, we're in the playoffs, we're good. Like we've played a half decent game, doesn't look like we're gonna win. Who cares? Whereas last season we would have absolutely stomped on the throat of anyone who tried to fuck with us, right? Much like we did for the first, what, six minutes against the Pistons the other night, right? I mean, we were up by 22. We were up by 22 and we went to freaking overtime. Like, what are you doing? We go in there. We go up 22 earlier in the second quarter. We put the fucking game away. We re-blow the game and are only up six at the half. Then we go right in the tank 
and we're down seven with like five minutes to go somehow. You know, you just blink your eyes and you freaking blow the game. And then we fight all the way back. We go up three with five seconds to go. Let's leave Langston Galloway wide open. You know, wouldn't want to guard that guy. One of the only three-point shooters they have on the team. He knocks it down. We go in overtime. And then we actually played pretty well in overtime. The defense was good in overtime. The offense was good for a little bit. And then I think everybody was just tired. But we pulled out the win. But that should have been a game where, you know, maybe you flash a little bit of Gary Clark for more than, like, four minutes, you know? Maybe you exhume the corpse of... You know, some guy on the end of the bench that I don't even know. You know, you don't need to be playing your starters like 40 plus minutes to get a win against the Detroit Pistons, you know, with like no real NBA players besides Derrick Rose on the team, you know? Right, and that's the thing. I mean, you, sh- you, you shouldn't need to be, be doing that. That's what we do. And that's what, like, that's what worries me, right? Look, here's the deal. Either we're going to start fighting, because here's the thing. I really th- this team, in my opinion, is the seventh best team in the league. I'm sorry, in the in in the East. Okay, not 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 the league, but in, in the East, right? You look at who's in the playoffs now, and I think in a seven game series, this team beats the Nets. Right now, I'm saying that with the caveat that that is this season, right? So Kyrie is like bitching about all of his teammates and like kind of playing right and you know sometimes just like you know getting high before the games i don't know what he does before the games right and like kevin durant is like on the you know is on the is on the bench in like a nice gucci jacket that's what i'm talking about in a seven game series so don't be like well they have kd well no they don't this year so cut the shit right um you know and and, i mean Kyrie, i you you know, I'm starting, you know, when when Kyrie went to leave, and I know I'm just fucking ranting right now, but it's been a long week, and damn it, I'm tired of this team. They're just, they're, they're legitimately annoying the piss out of me more and more every day. <coughs> right? Um, you know, I, I texted Cole here when uh, it, when the thing popped up on my, on my phone that Aaron Gordon was going to be in a dunk contest, and I said to him, I said, how about Aaron Gordon focus on the shots that he misses instead of the one, you know, instead of the ones he makes? Look, I mean, I, here, and here's the thing, right? I, I like Aaron Gordon. I really do. I, I like him as a person. I like him as a player. I think, he, I think he tries. I think he's a good all-around person, player. I'd love to have dinner with him. I think he's, um, uh, you know, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's good, right? But my success back in the day whenever whatever one was out that's like why it's famous tangerine yeah the yeah. whole thing was filmed on an filmed iphone on an iphone yeah holy shit never seen it i don't know what it's about or anything i just know <laughs> it was filmed on an iphone well damn we'll see all right look look you guys come right you you listen to us Right, you get a little bit of comedy, you know. You get some good movie trivia tips and reviews, and you know you learn a little bit about what it's like to be an Orlando Magic fan. You know, <laughs> just uh, you know, 
single, two single sad guys eating, t- eating Thai food. Only two guys in there, you know. No, the only non-couple in the whole place, getting drunk by themselves in front of a, uh, on a couch in front of a TV. You know, that's just what it's like to be an Orlando Magic fan. Couldn't couldn't put a better, uh, you know, image to it. You know. Now this is. Look, this is the perfect Valentine's Day for all Orlando Magic fans. Right? Oh, yeah, everybody gets a rest. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, so, so I, I just, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I was talking to one of my friends today at work, and she was talking about how she hasn't had a Valentine since her and her boyfriend broke up a few years ago. And, you know, how she's like, everyone's posting about somebody today. And I'm like, I said, listen, here's this. It could be a hundred times worse. Right? I said, you could be like, she's 26. I said, you could be like 56 and single. Right? Or, you know, you could be like, you know, your husband could have turned out, you know, to be gay in your 50s and just left you or whatever. Right? There's like, there's like a million different things between where you are and, and, and where they are. And then I proceeded to say, and you know, and it could be worse. I said, your Valentine's, you know, your, your, your Valentine's gift from the one sports team that you've always wanted to see win could be a goddamn heart attack on how many times are we going to win and then subsequently blow the game before we've made up our mind on what we want to do. Could be like me, pouring your heart and soul into a fucking team for 23 years and still not have a fucking ring. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know. I mean, this is. <laughs> Look, guys, this is really tough. I, I, you know, I mean, this is like really fucking tough because the the thing the thing about it is, yo, know, I think this is the first time. I, I look. I think the hiring of John Hammond and Jeff Weltman is the first time since. Re- well, I think really the first time in this country's history, in this in this team's history, right? And, and I think it's the first time in the country's history that we have seen people give a crap about your li- like. This way. Uh, I think this is the first time in this country's history, in this team's history, that you've seen ownership that gives a crap about the product on the court. Right. I mean, clearly, clearly this ownership group didn't give a damn about um, you know, uh, about the product on the court they had Shaq, because they let him walk out the door by asking him fans to reply in the Orlando Sentinel whether or not they should pay the guy. Right? So, like, no. What, like, legit, you, you, you take a poll to conduct business. Right? The only people who do that are freaking WeWork, and WeWork's bankrupt. Right? So, they operate, well, I mean, so, so were the magic at one point, right? So, like, you operate like freaking WeWork, and then, you know, the, 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 the magic's general manager who drafted uh, Dwight, he was from the NHL, right? So, like, that was pure luck because I heard off the record, and I, I know I'm saying this off the record, we're about to post this shit to, like, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but nobody listens to us anyway, right? 
I mean, they were about to draft a Mecca Okafor because, you know, that was the big debate, yeah. right? And, like, they basically were – I mean, they had their heart set on Okafor until um, about 20 minutes before the draft started. Somebody was like, are we sure we want to do this? And they were like, well – and then they went with Dwight purely because he was younger, right? You know, so you've got you've got these guys who, like, the ownership group just clearly hadn't given a crap about who was on the floor because anyone would have known, you know – well, first off, anybody knows you don't hire a general manager for basketball who's come from the NHL. Like, come on, when's the last? I like who won the who won who won the Stanley Cup last year? I don't even know. Right, it was the Blues. Right, when St. Louis starts winning things, yeah. When St. Louis starts winning things, you know the world is flipped upside down. I think it was Alex Ovechkin. That's or two years. Those I think it was two years ago. Oh yeah, I probably hadn't even thought about hockey since that happened. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> I think that's the way most of this country give, feels about hockey. And here's what you've done, right? You've gone ahead and you've brought in some guy from that league that no one gives a shit about to draft Dwight Howard. And then you bring in Otis Smith, and Otis Smith was playing chess. I mean, Otis Smith was just moving pieces around. And I think Van Gundy, I, I still think Van Gundy was the best coach in team's history. Yeah, right. I agree. And Steve Clifford was on the on the, was on the staff. So then the Magic are like, "Well, we just spent a shitload of money. We have no idea what we were doing, and it didn't work. So now we're going to spend no money and see if that works." And so here we are. Now we're back to actually giving a damn. All right. Well, I think we gave you guys a good insight into the mindset of an Orlando Magic fan <laughs> with that one. You know, I mean, what what's going on? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're trying our best over here, and does it come out gold? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, do we do just enough to get by and maybe not get everybody fucking fired and kicked out of the apartment or something? You know, I guess so. But, you know, there's always a chance it goes real downhill from here, and that's really what it's like to be an Orlando Magic fan. So we're going to go ahead and check out for the night. It's 11.50 p.m. here out in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. 30 degrees outside. <laughs> Just a couple of couple of guys <laughs> drinking a couple of drinks, <laughs> watching a live-action Scooby-Doo. <laughs> what more could you ask for, you know? <laughs> oh, witty tea would be so, nice. Cole Onward, Ian Bradley, a couple of winners signing off. <laughs>